Hey, what's up, amigos y familia? It's your boy, Chef Josh, back with another interview episode of The Family Cast. Food and music is life, yes, 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 indeed. And today's episode, on a very special episode of... Just kidding. On today's episode, I got to talk with Sid Jagger. You, If you don't know that name, that is a person who has been in a lot of bands. Most currently, her head's on fire. That's right, a band named after another artist's song, which is really cool. It seems to be a theme on this show in particular, because a lot of the artists I talk to have businesses or bands or albums named after other artists' songs. Like, for example, there's a band called Pretty Girls Make Graves, which, as you know, is a classic song by this band called The Smiths. But Pretty Girls Make Graves is also the name of a band. And guest of the show Rob Moran was in... Um, a bunch of bands, but his his business is called Heartwork Coffee, and Heartwork, if you didn't hear that episode, go back and listen to it, but Heartwork Coffee, Heartwork itself is the name of a carcass song, and so on and so forth. We take our inspiration from many, many things in life, right? How do you name a band? I don't know. Let's, let's figure out something we like, and let's make a tribute to that by calling it something similar, or just, hey, just take a name of another song by an artist and call our whole band or business up. That's rad. That's why we do these things, right? There's a Dogwood Coffee Company out there. I'm not saying it's related, but I have talked to them before, and they know the band. They have either <laughs> put on shows or been to shows or seen us at festivals. So that's cool. I like that. Give me some coffee. <laughs> Speaking of which, you can go to buymecoffee.com, and you can leave me a tip. You can, you can like, just, if you don't want to subscribe to the show with money or anything like that, or even... If you don't even want to share the show, even though that's free, if you don't want to leave a rating, that's fine. That's all free because you want to leave money. I get it. You want to leave me a tip. So buymecoffee.com forward slash punkchef, JK. That's me. There's links in the show notes. There's links in my link tree on instagram.com forward slash the family cast. Hit me up. And um, maybe if you send me a tip, I will just turn it around and send you a, a, a free sticker and button. I don't know. We're get, we get crazy sometimes. I'll give you some discount codes for some vinyl. Um, I get those sent to me all the time. <laughs> Maybe it's because I'm buying too much vinyl. I don't know. I don't even have a. I don't have a huge vinyl collection. People think I do, but I actually don't compared to vinyl collectors. I'm only a vinyl collector in the sense that I'm a music collector. I collect music that I like. I don't just. And I also don't just buy vinyl because there's a new, an artist re-releasing something. You know, a new variant or like 30th anniversary or anything like that. I do sometimes, but I can't do that for every single thing that's out there because I would just have, I don't have room for that. My house isn't that big. My, my shelves that hold my albums are not that big. <laughs> my family would kill me. Our pets' heads are falling off. Just kidding. Um, I don't have pets. But uh, just kidding. I have three pets. They're, uh, they're humans. And uh, where are we going with this? Anyways, my album collection. Yeah, let's talk about that sometime soon. But today we're talking to a guest. Sid Jagger. Sid Jagger is a special guest because not only is he in a band called Her Heads on Fire, he used to be in Garrison and some a bunch of other groups you may have heard, and also Her Heads on Fire. It's kind of a super group, if you will. There's members of Small Brown, Small Brown Bike, there's members of Saves the Day, there's members of Bomb. There's a whole bunch of different members in the band that have been in different bands because, hey, we're older now and we've been in a lot of bands, right? I'm not in the band, I'm saying we as in musicians. Um, and, and more, more importantly, maybe not more importantly, but another cool, important thing is Sid is in the band, but he also owns a wine shop in New York City. Technically, it's in Williamsburg. Technically, which is a part of uh, <laughs> Brooklyn. Technically, part of New York City. 
you know about the five boroughs, then you know what I'm talking about. I, and correct me if I'm wrong, but but uh, we talk about it in the show. So he owns a he owns a wine shop in that area, and we were talking while he was actually out out of the city, out in wine country in New York, tasting wines. So we got to talk while he was he was on location. He was on kind of tour for the wine shop, not for music. But anyways, they got new music out. It's on Iodine Records, Iodine Recordings, technically. So check that out. I will. Uh, I'll. I'll get into the show. And before I do, thank you for listening. As always, I'm just joking around with everybody. I don't mean to offend. Even if I do, I've been doing that my whole life. My ADHD sometimes takes over. Sometimes the caffeine takes over. Whoa, better tone it down a little bit. Uh, but yeah, I'm Chef Josh. This is the Punk Chef podcast because I am a punk chef, and I, I reach out to other punk chefs and other punks out there in the world and people who are. People who are doing the damn thing. People who are living the music and food pairing life. It doesn't have to be food. It could be music and wine, obviously, just like today. So let's get into the conversation with Sid Jagger from Her Head's on Fire. All right, everybody. Let's dig in. <coughs> Testing. Checking. Yes. Let's go. This is the understandable because <laughs> cool. it happened before actually where i was like that was a really good conversation and it wasn't recorded oh no <laughs> so that's why i'm like yeah it's the that's the problem mm. with the, all the the chit chat and like or catching up sometimes with people mm-hmm. um you miss out on some of the good stuff but yeah this is awesome because casey's like hey i got just the person for you <laughs> i know <laughs> you know right music and wine okay yeah here's somebody so yeah Nice. Are you, are you, uh, is your Italian full, is your family full Italian? My father and my father is, yes. Okay. He was the uh, first generation. So lots of, uh, lots of heritage in the vineyards, in the blood, I assume. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you're also a, you're also a musician. Her head's yes. on fire. Yep. Yeah. So her, uh, her head's on fire. I was, I was giving that some spins and, um, I like the sound of the, or at least the latest release that I heard, um, Ooh. college rock and clove <laughs> right? like, cigarettes. It brings back yeah, some yeah. memories for, if, yeah, I'm not, if I'm being honest. Um, but yeah, so I like the sound of that. Um, it kind of, it kind of sounds like you should be drinking a glass of wine when you listen to that sometimes, you know, I, w- so. I, I would be okay with that. <laughs> what, what is a wine person great. like, what does a wine person like yourself go for your, your tasting? You're doing a tasting in Brooklyn today. What is y- that? Entail? You know what's, so that's so i have a shop and so that means that over the course of the last like i don't know like six weeks i've called up this 386 different wine companies distribution companies in Mm -hmm. new york so i look at their books and i go okay well you know i work with about 30 i'm like i'd like to try this beaujolais and this you know this beaujolais village and this fleury and this morgon and i'm gonna have them all and i'm gonna line them up and i'm gonna chase them look at the prices and be like can i have it in my shop you know Mm -hmm. so you know and especially with it you know as we're coming in autumn i'm thinking about like what you know what are people going to want with like rusted vegetables what are they going to want with like you know thanksgiving dinner um sort of all those things so those are the things i'm putting on the shelf and that's just the tasting for my shop so that's just me and my manager at my shop but okay the actual tastings in in the city are depending on on who does them are really fun oh yeah uh, like the the Bordeaux tasting, the new Bordeaux tasting that comes out every year is in January. And it's at, um, I never know if it's pronounced Cipriani's or Cipriani's, but it's there and everyone's dressed really nice. And we all pat each other on the back and go, oh, look at us, we're tastemakers. And uh, <laughs> and drink a lot of wine. But um, And I'm in a rock yeah, band. <laughs> and I'm in a rock band, yeah. 
Well, I Same was thing. in a rock band first, you know. Um, good, good, yeah. It was like it, it was in between tours. I would grab any old job. So right, you know, I've been a dishwasher. I've worked, you know, um, front of house or line cooking. I've done opening shifts at a yoga studio, gyms, all that kind of stuff. And so it does it we all. We were home for a bit, and I never wanted to work in a bar because. I hated the hours because I'm a I'm a morning person. Mm-hmm. So I started to work at a, a wine shop, and I learned about wine doing that, and then opened my own place in 2012. 2012, in and it's yep. up in so where where exactly is your wine shop? It's in Williamsburg, Brooklyn, on the corner of Berry and um, North Eighth Street. Okay, so, so very, it's like very one, one block away from the sub from the L train, the Bedford stop. Yeah, very accessible. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, that's awesome. So is the band also from there? Um, part of us for her heads on fire, there's only two, two of us are from New York, but the guitar player and the bass player from Chicago. Okay. Um, you know, we met while old bands of ours were touring and we just got along and, you know, kept in touch and he would, Jeff, the guitarist would send me song ideas Mm -hmm. and he'd be like, Oh, you know, I'm kind of stuck for melody here. Like with my band, do you have any ideas? And after a couple of these, I'm like, why don't we do something? And he's like, okay. So he flew out a couple of times. We had like three practices and then made that record. Cool. And it was just like, and, and we're actually at a point now where we just played eight shows. We've had double the amount of shows as we have practices. <laughs> hey, that's so yeah, we're, that's, you know, that's a good ratio. That's a good ratio. Just throwing it together. Yeah. 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 That's a good ratio right there. How'd you hook up with Casey? Iodine records. I knew oh, Casey iodine forever. Yeah, yeah. Iodine recordings. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've known Casey since I think we met in 19. Oh, the 1900s. Back in the 1900s. Back in the 1900s. That's yeah. right. <laughs> 20th century Fox should really change their name. Um, <laughs> They're behind the <laughs> They so are. Uh, we met, and he actually put out my old band, Garrison, on Iodine. They were, we were also on Revelation Records, but he put an EP out on Iodine. Got it. And so I'd known him forever. And then, you know, he, he kind of left um, music entirely in 05. Um, mm-hmm. and came back very recently and got in touch and said, Hey, you know, I, I want to work. I want to put out some reissues and do some new stuff. And so yeah. you know, we talk all the time. He's great. And boy, did he I, I ever mean, come back. <laughs> yeah. Boy, did he ever, right? <laughs> yeah. It's exactly. like very with a fierceness. Um, yeah. actually I don't, I've never met Casey. I just know like just through all the bands and, and setting up interviews and stuff like that. But I know, I know some of the bands from back in the day who were used mm-hmm. to not be on, not be on the label, um, uh, different mm-hmm. labels. And now they're, everyone's migrating to, to iodine as it were. And so that's really cool. So I'm like, what, what is going on with this label? I need to talk to everyone. And then he's, and then I said, if you have anyone who does, who owns like a winery or distilleries or anything like that, I'd love to talk to him. He's like, you know what, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> so here we are. Yeah. Um, that's really cool. Uh, have you always wanted to, is anyone in your family like entrepreneurial or did they own businesses? Like, like, you know, you just decided. No, I'm, my dad was an electrician. My okay. mom was a nurse. Um, it was, you know, <clears throat> when I was young, I thought, I always knew I wanted to know about wine. Mm-hmm. Like when I was little, like seven or eight, I just okay. thought that like, I thought that I really liked butlers. Like I remember seeing like Remains of the Day and I was like, oh, Anthony Hopkins is like so yeah. cool. <laughs> yeah. And which tells you a lot about me, right? Like, sure, like some not? people think Fonzie's cool. I think Anthony Hopkins and 
in Romance of the Day. I, cool. I always thought Fonzie was a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> he being, can be. With a heart of gold, <laughs> hey, man. Hey. Hey. Yeah. And then I just always knew, like, I was like, I think a learned person should know about literature and film and wine. It's like, I don't think I need to know anything about cigars. <laughs> but I think I should know about wine. So when I started yeah. working at the wine shop, it was really, I got paid to have an education, you know? Yeah. So you're, oh, you're working at a, another, yeah, I was else's. working in a shop in Oh five. Okay. And then I didn't have my own place until 2012. So celebrating the 10 year anniversary or we already did. That's right. Yeah, that's right. We just did. And, and what's the name of the shop? It's just called Northside, Northside liquor and wine. Northside liquor and wine. So you got the yeah. full license. That's good. Mm-hmm. And then can you do tastings in, in shop? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. So, so come visit, uh, come visit the shop, do some tasting, do some music pairings. Yes. Every <laughs> Thursday, Friday, we have a nice record player set up. Everybody, every, oh, almost everybody that works here is in a band. So. That's so, that's so Williamsburg of you. I know. And they play all their own <laughs> records, you know, in between the jazz. Oh but yeah. It's sure. very Williamsburg of us. Right. Right. <laughs> well, not so much. We're, that's Williamsburg like back in 07. Exactly. I used to joke. I used to, cause that's I, when I visited when too. I visited, it was all industrial and I oh, found yeah. this random bowling alley or karaoke bar, or like just, you know, you wouldn't know it was mm-hmm. there. And like, you know, all of a sudden now it's Williamsburg. <laughs> well, people, people would find out I was in a band and they'd be like, oh, you're in a band. And I'm like, just like everybody else. Yeah. You know, like it's like when you're working in LA, everyone's an actor. Exactly. You know, out there. It's like, check out my, check out my demo order. <laughs> exactly. That's good. That's good. What's so, did you guys, uh, have you been on tour lately? Um, to yeah, we just did. Everything? Well, not a proper tour. We did like a couple one-off shows. Mm-hmm. We did a couple shows in New Jersey. Then we flew out and played um, House of Blues in LA. And okay. we just played Chicago. But we are doing a proper East Coast tour with One Line Drawing. and Jonah. Um, Jonah, yeah. And yeah. Um, Joe from Smoke or Fire. And that's going to be Rad. just like, you know, Boston, Providence, New York, mm-hmm. Philly, Richmond, Durham, Charleston. And then we're going down to Fest. And then we'll nice. end it by playing Fest down in Gainesville. Fest is so awesome, dude. That's, that's I've never be... been. Oh, you're going to love it. Um, I've never been. I think your sound fits fits really well with that. And um, cool. yeah, just, I don't know. If you were a, if you were to pair your new record with a wine, what would you say? Would, <laughs> something something chilled, a little bit, a little bit more I center? mean, I want to say, <laughs> I want to say that it would be paired with Brunello, Brunello de Montalcino because I love the earthiness, the complexity, mm. things of olive oil and, and rosemary. But to be perfectly honest, it's not, <laughs> but I'm not gonna say that. <laughs> it's not a Radiohead record, right? So it's not like, so it actually would go quite well with a, a Cobb Franc from the Loire Valley, which would be a little bit more like from like, like Bourgogne or Anjou, like a little bit more like earthy, vegetable. Mm-hmm bell pepper kind of quality that's more, what I think also a little well. bit more easy on the palate huh easy on the palate yeah. easy drinking and yeah. you can give it a chill you could you could definitely uh chill that with and do it some justice and not sacrifice mm-hmm. the any of the stuff uh i mean you're, you're not too far off i mean you're i was listening to the record and it is called college rock and club cigarettes so like i was thinking <laughs> you you're not a cigar person but like you could there'd be some of your wines i'm sure in your repertoire that do pair with certain cigars and oh, or, or yeah. and or club cigarettes but mm-hmm. i didn't want to you know desecrate your your uh wine inventory by saying hey this reminds me of a club cigarettes <laughs> you know I wonder if, does anybody do, do are, are, are club cigarettes still available do people still i mean i think i i don't know I don't know if I mean I think we can get one-offs like Lucy's at the at some of the liquor stores, you know, behind the counter. But I don't know if they're buying like huge packs of de germs anymore or anything like that. Or yeah, you know? I mean, I just remember <laughs> I don't those see were it. like I don't smell them. 
all the all the goth guys and all the art school girls like you know and yeah, like you know yeah. back when back when it was postmodern music or alternative like <laughs> you know when we we're all doing this and being like yeah yeah yeah, yeah, and, yeah. like exactly White and belt. they made your lips taste like sugar and it was just like the sugar kisses. coolest man yeah. that's right <laughs> that's dope now you have to cover that song mm -hmm. um, <laughs> i'm okay with that <laughs> i'm not against it um but yeah what what about her hoods who's her who's her heads on fire who is that oh that's a lyric <laughs> from a dag nasty song there's no her Perfect. i mean well okay. maybe maybe dag nasty knows um yeah. i'll ask dave um <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's one of the songs that's one of the few band names i didn't come up with that's um okay yeah jeff came up with that and i was like that's awesome yeah so, anything um, dag nasty anything dag nasty related is probably a right. good idea right yeah. you know i think people know <laughs> know a lot of dag nasty songs without knowing that they're dag nasty songs is what i think that's what, I've probably right, That's what yeah. I've learned over these over the years of doing between doing, you know, playing music in the kitchen and playing music live or going to concerts. Like, oh yeah, Doug Nasty. I don't hate to mention it. You know, Travis Barker's tattoo or whatever. <laughs> you know, it's like people are influenced and they don't even know it. But um, do you ever find yourself like that? There's because mm -hmm. there's so much music out there that maybe there's like something that for whatever reason you just didn't listen to it back in the day. Of course, and you yeah. hear it. You hear it over someone's house or at a bar or something, and you're just like who is this mm -hmm. and someone's like it's the stooges and you're like oh my god how have i gotten this far in life and, and avoided raw power you know like what the fuck is wrong with me like yeah like I, there's so many moments that i have where like i'll hear something so much later than sure you know everyone else you some know, of that is it, also like as you mature and your ear matures and basically also you know as like your palate like you mm -hmm. if you tasted zima or whatever back in the day or like your mm -hmm. first beer was like a nasty some kind of nasty keystone light kind of lager or something and then mm -hmm. you were going to mature into different tastes just like in music i mean i'm sure that when i was first starting in music and i only liked punk rock and hardcore and stuff like that it's like you know somebody like jonah i like jonah because he was in far but then if i heard one line drawing i'd be like i don't i don't know if that's my style right now but now as i mature and i appreciate oh, music yeah. more and i appreciate a person like jonah more I'm like, oh, okay, I get it. It sounds uh -huh. now it sounds good because I get it. And now I, you know, I or if I'm drinking this, you know, this Beaujolais or whatever, it's like I get it because yep. I I wasn't in the right frame of mind in the first place to experience it the first time. Like you said, with raw power, or mm -hmm. you know, I heard I heard Arctic Monkeys at this hip hip bar downtown in San Diego. I'm like, I, who is this? And they're like, oh, it's Arctic Monkeys. I was like, I thought it was Death from Above. I was like, mm -hmm. I was really thrown off because they had music that sounded stuff they wouldn't play on the radio probably is what it was mm -hmm. <laughs> so i was like and, and it's I, also I you notice how out. much you also notice how much that we and everyone does it like we we have preconceptions of what music is cool and what we should or shouldn't like and so sure. when you hear it just on somewhere and you don't know what it is like mm -hmm. you're kind of like completely open to it you're like this is fucking cool who is this and someone says like a band and you're like i'm not supposed to like them corn yeah this is great corn <laughs> i toured with those guys um yeah, yeah a long time ago 2006 okay. 2007 that was a, a pretty that was a right they were still like pretty high then high up then you know like we could we could talk about something else um <laughs> you know going back to what you said i i think that i always liken music and to uh, wine to music for people because i think that yes people are really intimidated by wine and i'm, oh, I'm yeah. a big fan of demystifying things oh, yeah. right and so i say listen like remember when you're like 14 or 15 and you just listen to whatever's on the radio and then you have an older brother or sister that's like yo check out this pink floyd record check out this who record 
Mm-hmm. Like, cool. And then you like, maybe like your twenties, maybe go to college, maybe you like start working a job and you start figuring it out what it is you like. And so there's things that we all know academically that are mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. We all know Mozart's brilliant, but maybe you prefer ACDC. And so like, that's the same thing with wine. Like there's, there's, I can't stand Riesling. I've had hundreds. I can appreciate the craftsmanship. I can be like, oh, this is really, right. really well right. made. I can see what they're doing. They've done it, but please, I would never order a glass of that out ever. Um, <laughs> and, and it's the same thing with taste. And I think people get really intimidated or feel like there's wines that they should like or should know. And it's like, hey, man, if you don't have the time and the income to get into Bordeaux, don't worry about it. There you go. Don't bother. You know, it's yeah. going to take, take a long time, you know, and if you don't have that time, drink Oregon Pinot Noir. It's awesome. Enjoy it. You know? There you go. <laughs> you, you, you don't have to go to, you don't have to go to this place. You can just get it right here. And even in San Diego, yeah. Mexico, we got stuff. And, know? and our palates change as we get older in the same way that our, our musical ear mm-hmm. changes. Like, just like you were talking about, like we go from sweet to savory, you know, our yep. taste buds change. We, we want more of those things that are leathery and like tobacco leaf. And in the same way that we start wanting records, like, you know, maybe I don't want pop punk anymore. Like maybe I want something that's going to really challenge my ear. Um, post pop punk. Post pop punk. <laughs> that's dope. Yeah. I mean, post ironic. Post ironic. Post Williamsburg. Yes. <laughs> that's fun. Um, so if you were to write, if you were to write songs, you know, as you're first starting your musical journey till now, what, what has changed in that? Like, how do you write your songs now? more wine um uh, (laughs) less mistakes um well you know i think that there's a charm about people learning the craft of songwriting Mm -hmm. and i think that especially like in the emo world one of the things that people really because all emo is 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 kids from like hardcore bands that wanted to learn how to play guitar better because they got bored of going you know <laughs> so they're trying to be in rock bands and that's all emo is, is it's kids from the hardcore scene trying to be in rock bands got it and you heard it here <laughs> <laughs> there, it is. there it is all right call everybody. tom mullen and watch that emo and tell him i said yeah um oh, he and knows. then <laughs> <laughs> he does know um and then you know th- there's something about the, the mistakes people make like that I would never in a million years do now. Like, you know, like I would, I would be like, Oh, you don't need to repeat that part so many times. Or like, just get to the fucking part, man. Why are you taking so mm-hmm. long to get there? Mm-hmm. And we're like, why did I throw in two bars of that? That doesn't make any sense thematically, but there's something very charming about it, especially when young people are making music for young ears. So I think that like, mm. you know, people, like when I was in my twenties, I didn't even care about the clash or minor threat. That was old people's music. Like oh, I man. wanted, yeah. I wanted what was coming out now, you know, like I wanted what, like who could I see, like what was going on now? Like I didn't really care about even like six years ago. The craft. Um, yeah. And, and so like, I just wanted to eat, I liked hearing the bad songwriting. I liked hearing the, the, the people that couldn't sing properly, try to sing and warble. <laughs> um is that you know, emo? So, are they talking about emo still or are you talking about <laughs> no, no. major labels still? i don't know <laughs> i'm not i'm not calling anyone out um uh i mean it's in every genre it's in every genre yeah you know i mean i go back and listen to like some garrison stuff and i'm like oh my god sure like, yeah how did i come up with that one note melody <laughs> you know just like what was I, I, thought I, it, I thought it was awesome yeah <laughs> i was like uh, yeah i was like this is so good this is so i'm good. like 
I mean, it maybe has it maybe has some you know um, nice nostalgia value for some people, but it's like oof, I was I was definitely. I mean, I we do the same in the kitchen. Too. Same thing of food or um, of course crafting beers or wines, coffee, anything like this. Like oh, this one's pretty good, and then you make something new and better. And you're like oh, I should have done this, or I'm glad I started where I started, and then. Mm-hmm. you know improved it to this hopefully hopefully it's always yeah. an improvement a, you, you a, learned how to do something other than salt and butter exactly yeah i mean I'm salt is what's for dinner <laughs> nuance yeah nuance. Exactly. um yeah. yeah so like if you were to you know i don't know start it, it, i could not even fathom writing the things now that i did when i was 17 or cooking mm-hmm. the things that i did when i started cooking i was like what what that doesn't even make sense. I mean, some of the stuff I do now still doesn't make sense with food, but it ends up working because now we know how it works. Right. You know how to to do it. And your understanding of, I mean, like it's hard to remember. I mean, and, and, you know, this is a mental exercise. Like try to remember a time in your life when you couldn't separate the drums and the bass and the guitars and the vocals. Mm -hmm. A lot of people, they just hear songs. Like they just hear music. And so they can't separate those. Right. Um, like when the horns come in or, you know, or whatever. And I think a lot of people experience food like that. They don't know the components, right? They just know that when they have that fork full of something, even though, you know, the exact eight things that are in there in what, you know, measurements and Mm -hmm. temperature it's being served at is the reason they're having that epiphany. They don't know. They're just being like, this is amazing, (laughs) you know? And I think that that's, we're we're trying to do the same thing just with a different set of senses. Like, Mm -hmm. If you can, if you can give somebody a feeling like to me, the pinnacle of music, well, there's a couple, right. But, but one of the pinnacles is like, obviously making people feel not alone in the world. Mm-hmm. Like, to, 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 and that doesn't have to be like, you know, like, like a therapy session. It can just be like, it can be an instrumental piece just hits you in a way that you feel like that's the way I would craft something. And you feel that maybe yeah. there's someone that thinks like you and you're less alone in the world. And the other thing is, is like, if, I remember the very first time I heard Pixies and I felt like I had, I had always known this music. I, I was nostalgic for a time that had never happened to me. Mm-hmm. You know, I was just like, this speaks to my soul on a level that I just, I can't like, this is like, I'm, I'm getting chills like instantly for something that was the first time I heard it. And to me, if you can, if you're able to do that with food or with, music or with art yeah or with film i mean that's why we're here right is it I think. you saw you're a scientist a therapist a winist you know, <laughs> a music musicist um what's <laughs> what's the uh what's a what's a good selling like wine these days like in the in a wine shop if i was to you know go and say um, what's your best thing or i got a fall dinner coming up or whatever it changes a lot right so yeah so so and and it changes not just like based on like in New York, what I sell at my shop is probably night and day from a shop, you know, half a mile away. Uh-huh. Um, cause they're a neighborhood like, uh, like I basically, cause there's the way it works in New York is there's so many wine shops and you get like, I get this corner of people that leave the L train on their way home. Like, oh, okay. That's my neighborhood. Got these it. streets to these streets. There's another one over here. So that wine shop gets those people. It's like a convenience store. <laughs> and so like, you know, you get some people that'll cross over cause they're like, I really like what you do. But that's few and far between. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, we sell a lot of Rhone. Mm-hmm. We sell a lot. We have a, a Cub Franc from the Veneto that we do really well with. It's like 18 bucks. And it's like the kind of wine that, you know, 90% of what this guy makes 
just goes into a big vat and the people in the town come up with their whatever size container and for three euro they fill it up right so nice. he bottles 10 percent of it and we sell it and it's just like the taste of the town you know Love um that. that's really popular with us that does well um but then coming up we're going to be going into thanksgiving mm -hmm. and i always tell people with thanksgiving with wines the wine is not the star you just want something that's a palate cleanser and it's going to kind of get out of the way because and and is low alcohol because you're drinking all day right and <laughs> there's so many different like thanksgiving what are you saying <laughs> yeah <laughs> thanksgiving you <laughs> need help um yeah. and and the thanksgiving meal the traditional one is such a smorgasbord of different flavors that it doesn't let's be honest really it's all butter match. it's all butter. it's all butter right <laughs> so you just want low alcohol light lighter wines with some acidity to them that kind of like clear it out you know you don't want something that's complex and interesting um because that would overpower everything else you got going on and you won't remember it because it's too much too much butter mm -hmm. also mm -hmm. the <laughs> just too much butter <laughs> yeah so you need something that pairs with butter actually probably <laughs> yeah so well all wines pair the one thing that pairs with all wines is potato chips yeah they say that about beer too <laughs> yep it's salty it's just salty and you're salt like, fat mm -hmm. yeah or we just really like potato chefs, guys. Um, <laughs> what kind yeah. of wine do you got there? Is that a sparkling clear water this is, wine? No, yes, this is a, a Whole Foods Italian sparkling mineral water. Oh, keeping it Italian. Okay, um, mm -hmm. that's good. Um, well, tell me, tell me a little bit more about your music and your musical journey. When did you start like getting into that, and then knowing the sound you wanted to make and stuff like like that? Was it because of the Pixies or like emo? Like, tell me, what's how does that? Well, work? I mean, so I'm a child of of the late 80s early 90s and so a lot of the stuff that first hit me was i mean obviously like I, I knew the beatles and pink floyd pink floyd was the first record that i was like like meant a lot to me hmm. um which one the wall the wall because i'd done a bunch of musical theater and it's kind yeah. of a musical theater soundtrack so For i really sure. liked all the brass and all the choral stuff mm -hmm. and then i heard the curious disintegration and rems mm. um green record and i was like what is this thing and so those were two things and then like it was very quickly depeche mode jane's addiction mm -hmm. um violent femmes that okay. kind of stuff and so i really and even like sonic youth sonic youth a bit too and then i always have a soft spot for musicians that started playing before nirvana because if you were going to do this alternative postmodern music there was you could maybe eke out a living playing shit clubs, but there was no rock stardom. Do you know mm -hmm. what I mean? So nobody was in it to be a rock star, um, in at least in my eyes. And then Nirvana came along. Yeah. And I think I think it was like the number of releases, I'm gonna fudge these numbers a little bit, but it was something like in nineteen ninety-one, there were like 120,000 albums released. And that's like Britney Spears and like your friend bob you know um and then by four years later it was like six hundred and eighty thousand records were released and of those less than one percent sell more than a thousand copies oof so i would tell my friends who were in like indie rock bands i'm like you are in the same category as britney spears like <laughs> like you you think you're a failure but you're doing great um <laughs> That's very uh, optimistic. Anyways, yeah, I'm, I'm a whistle while you like, work kind yeah, of guy. Yeah, you're like, I'm going to go start a wine shop. <laughs> That's right. Um, so get back into it. the musical journey. So I, yeah. I heard those bands. 
I had friends that played in a sort of like psychedelic rock band called Frozen Culture. I would watch them play all the time. And they inspired me because I think I couldn't see something on, you know, hear something on the radio or listen to The Cure and think I could do that. Mm -hmm. That was too far. I could see my friends in a basement and say, well, maybe I can do that. Yeah. And so I started playing, you know, in alternative rock bands throughout the 90s. And then Garrison was the first band I did that played outside of New England. Mm. And we started putting out records and touring. And that was just, you know, I get, we were in that emo, emo rock genre for yeah. sure. Um, did you grow up in New York? No, grew up in Boston. Well, okay. outside of Boston, but yeah. Okay. Um, and then I moved down to New York in one. Gotcha. So, and I joined my Boston friend's guys. band. Yeah. And I joined my friend's band instruction who were on Geffen records, you know, three. And that's why I toured with corn and oh, Papa okay. Roach and Lincoln park and Snoop Dogg and all these crazy experiences. <laughs> and then that was a fun four years. And then I went back to like, Real life. in yeah. the Indies, yeah. <laughs> the real, Slumming, like, you know, real musicians great, have day jobs. That is an excellent name for a compilation. Slumming yes. in the Indies. <laughs> yeah, you go. listening, Casey? That's right. <laughs> I love that. Um, well, what's next for the wine shop? What's next for the band? Talk to me about the, the wine shop's just going to keep doing what it does. I mean, we're we're really fortunate to be a, a community. What does it do? What does it do? It is sells it like to the it sells to the neighborhood. I mean, like okay. we're a we're a neighborhood place. We don't we get in a lot of small producers cool. and um, yeah. You know, not and not small producers to be like, hey, cool man, we've got the small producer. But <laughs> but because we really <laughs> the indies. we meet them and we like yeah. them. Yeah, we're like uh we're the wine shop equivalent of the indie record store. Um that's cool. And that's gonna keep going. And then uh the band is gonna we have an, our next album written. So the first album just came oh, out, wow. which is okay. co um college rock and clove cigarettes that came out June, July came out in July and you know, we're touring on that here and there. And, um, the next one's written and that that'll probably come out and we haven't set a time to record it, but that'll probably come out in 2024 mm -hmm. maybe. And we just did a split seven inch with pilot to gunner who I adore. And our first release was a split release with, um, Jay Robbins from Jawbox, And that came out that. last cool. December. Um, He's awesome. yeah, we just keep playing rock shows and making music. You take a, when you go to the shows, you have like you know, a nice display of wine bottles that you can choose from for the show. Like, <laughs> no, I keep those lives separate. That's why like, honestly, oh, yeah? that's why you see, you see on liner notes in everything that I've done since like, Oh, four, I'm not Joseph Grillo. I'm Sid Jagger. That's okay. my stage name. And it's because I don't want, I was so confused. I, was yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> Who is I don't this want guy? my coworkers to Google me. Do you Got know what it. I mean? Like, I yeah. just don't like, I don't want them to see, like I was in a band called gay for Johnny Depp. I don't want them to see the videos. <laughs> I just don't want to deal with it. I want people to know that <laughs> you can know it. Um, yeah, I want people to know that I am personally. You can, you can, aren't we all those <laughs> yeah. guys, those cheekbones go for miles. Yellow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Dope. Well, what's one thing you learned in all this, like whether it's through the music industry or the scene or slumming it in the Indies as slumming it, it in the Indies or is that like, that's like, it's kind of like sweating to the oldies, but it's like much cooler. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, or in the wine industry, or, I mean, would you consider yourself in the wine industry? Yeah. Like, yeah. So yeah. what do you learn through all this? Um, I get a much better understanding of people. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm fascinated by, by the human experience. And, uh, and I think working retail sales, um, for something that isn't, that I actually care about, you know, it's not like, 
it's not like I sell tires. You know what I mean? Like I, if I send somebody home with a good bottle of wine, I'm like, I feel that there's like a net positive thing that I'm doing. Right. Yeah. So yeah. Like that winemaker who's a nice farmer who's been in my shop and says like, Hey, check this out. And I think what he does is awesome. And I sell it to somebody and they take it home and enjoy it. Like, it's just like, I'm that middleman for a cool experience. And the same with rock music. It's like the best feeling you can have with music is like, is, is someone say, Oh man, like, me and my friends used to like drive around with like that record blasting with the windows down when we were kids. Nice. Like, yeah. Oh, you know, or like, or, you know, I remember I mentioned in another podcast, I saw like, I was at a bar called the old angel in Nottingham in the UK. And one of my records was on the jukebox. And I was like, that's so cool. Like, wow. I, okay. like what an honor to yeah. do like the background music for somebody I'll never meet their day, whatever their experience. Was, yeah. Know? whatever their experiences. Yeah. So yeah, that, that's, that to me is neat. And so I think more than anything, I've learned that and I've learned to the sort of, I try and see more of the commonality of people, mm -hmm. you know, having, you know, I was, I was able to, music has given me the opportunity to, to be very well traveled. Yeah. So I've been to a lot of different places, but I've seen things that, you know, when you tour as a musician, you don't see the Eiffel tower, you know, you, you, you don't have time for that. You, you see right, yeah. the punk venue, the cool coffee shop, the record store, and you get to hang out with the people you would have been best friends with had you grown up in Paris. That's fun. You know? Yep. So, so that's to me has been the best of, of, of the entire, the entirety of the experience. Do you work out the store a lot, like behind the counter or doing tasting? No, or? not anymore. I used to a lot. Yeah. Um, um, I do some, but, but not a lot, you know, I write, I handwrite all these tags and descriptions of the wine that I taste. So, you know, unless people want to talk to me, you know, unless we want to go deep into something like they can mm -hmm. see my thoughts on the wine that's kind of cool yeah. so you put the personal touch on each sale or each bottle yeah. or each yeah experience. i want people because that's the thing is like i'm i'm curating a, a palette right and like and if, if you think that what i do is cool or like you think they have similar palettes then you will dig what i do that's the hope you know? are you saying you make you're making mixtapes of wine for people yeah <laughs> i'm saying i make the songs that make the young girls cry <laughs> I write the songs. No, I, um, I'm just quoting all the Barry phrases, Manilow yeah. there. Uh, no, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to give people an experience, you know, and I want them to know that and the thing about wine too is like, you know, there's people, especially in the very like American thing to think of uh, money as being better. Like, so they'll be like, what's the best wine in here? And I'm like, don't think of it like that. Like, you know, I'll look, look at this, you know, sometimes you're in the mood for, uh, a steak sometimes you're in the mood for a hamburger right that's an 85 dollar steak that's a 15 dollar hamburger they're both great you know exactly um i'm not going to carry anything shitty in my store like, yeah exactly so everything that's in here is great for what it is yeah you know and it's like exactly. just what do you want and that's sort of the one of the fun things about like again like working retail in that way is like sort of you very quickly have to decipher like what is someone's wine vocabulary what is their palate like what are the certain taste and then what how much money do they want to spend you know mm -hmm. so when someone comes in because you, you want them to have a good experience right and like and so like there's a lot of things when people be like oh i like things you know that are really um i don't like things that are dry I'm like well all out all wine's dry because it has alcohol so you're like well but how do you suss out what they mean by dry do you know what I mean? Like, or yeah. like if they say like, oh, I like things sweet. I'm like, well, you probably don't like things sweet. You actually like things that are fruity. And there's lots of wines that are fruity without being sugary. 
Right. You know, and he's like, so you're kind of trying to suss that all out. Ice wine. <laughs> yeah, that's sweet. That is sweet. That <laughs> that's is like jelly. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> Not my cup of tea. Man, is there is there one song that you've written or on the ne- this latest album that, that is like really, really pertinent that that I should like really dive into or try to pair something with on my own? Mm. Yeah. Because I've got to tell you. I'll tell you, it's funny that you mentioned Revelation. Yeah, on the new one. Um, I when I put it on to listen to stuff, I was like, the first, my first brain, my first part of my brain went to these guys like shades apart. These guys like, you know, oh, cool. you got that, you got that sound of just like really approachable, really approachable lis- listenability. Um, mm-hmm. like a nice wine. Um, but um, yes, that was and that was my first reaction to it, is like because I love shades apart and that mm-hmm. whole style of you know, big drill car and those kind of Mm-hmm. the Stevenson kind of stuff but um I heard that right away so I got hooked so it hooked me right in you know so bravo to that well done job thank well you done. yeah thank you um but dive me deeper into a song so I can um that, rising, you know? tide. rising tide rising tide is is track six or are we enough which is the last song those okay. are the two that that I'm always the most um we usually start the set with with are you enough because it just it's just guitar and vocals for most of the song um and I that's a fun, I really like how that song came out and came together. That's the thing about these, like, you know, it's like collaboration with people. It's like, you know, it's, it's mm-hmm. never one person's idea and it, you're never like, oh, that's what I intended. And that's what it is. It's like, it's art. You know, yeah. Yeah. People are coming in and you got four different people and you're just like, wow. Are you enough? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I mean, yeah. I, I am going to jump into that. Maybe I'll have a, uh, I got some some local wineries I'm working with around here. I'll I'll try, I'll try some out with with your stuff. And, that you would know? be awesome. Yeah, something and then, fresh and zingy and young. Wow, zingy! I'm gonna ask the winemaker. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, do you have anything zingy? Um, do you um do you have any plans for California or playing out here at all? Well, we just played out in L.A. We played. Well, no, it's Anaheim, I guess. So to me, it's all That's L.A. Close, yeah. but it's really different. Mm-hmm. Um, we played uh, House of Blues um, with Saves Today, which was fucking fun. I mean. There's like 3,000 people when we went out there, man. And so like, rad. what a fucking gas. Like, it was yeah. so much fun. You know, like living like your rock star dreams. Like, it was <laughs> just, but but like, you know, the, the fact that people came out early to see us, people were excited to see the show. <clears throat> and they came out early to see us. And, you know, it's like, to me, like the big, the big sign of success is when you look out in that crowd and you don't see a single person looking at their cell phone. Hey, and yeah. that, that's like you're like we're doing it because what you people don't realize is like when they're when they're at a show when they turn on their cell phone it puts a light on their face and i can see them <laughs> like like a beacon and so um, newsflash guys <laughs> when you don't see when you don't see the cell phones go on you're like oh we're doing something right yeah so, yeah that's good knowledge. Um, but yeah we'll go out well i'm sure we'll do out to california we, i was talking with jeff about um jeff caudill um game face he has a new band called low coast okay we have a record coming out pretty soon um they're excellent and i think we might try and do some shows with them you heard it here we'll be on the lookout for her heads on fire with sid jagger um <laughs> dude i appreciate your time thank it's you been, so it's much been, it's been real i i, I want to um visit your store sometime and then, let me know yeah and I'll, i'm gonna go listen to the music and sip some wine <laughs> awesome thank you so much yeah stay in touch all right, we'll do, man. Take care. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks. Not gonna lie, that was a pretty fun conversation. At least uh, I had fun talking to Joseph Grillo slash 
Sid Jagger. If you didn't catch that, um, it's a stage name. He likes to keep his lives separate. But that's pretty cool that he is a uh, actual touring, playing live musician who also happens to own a liquor and wine store. That that's the that's the kind of people who I talk to on this show, the Family Cast, because food and music is life. Yes, you know that you know what we're doing. If you know, you know. And if you don't know, welcome. Hey, um, yeah, that was fun. It's because I need to uh, now. I need uh, another. Now I have, I should say, another excuse, another reason to go visit New York City. And uh, yeah, catch catch. Uh, if you're on the East Coast, do me a favor and go see the, his band, Her Heads on Fire, on tour. I put a link in the show notes. They got some East Coast dates. And if you're going to Fest, be sure to check out their set. They're playing at Fest this year. So that's kind of, it looks like it's the maybe the end of the East Coast tour is at Fest. That's what a lot of bands are doing. If you caught the Nathan Gray episode from the Iron Roses, they're doing Fest. A lot of cool bands playing Fest. I'm, I wish I could go. But it's right during a busy time for me <laughs> at work at Harvest Kitchen. We're, we, are, we are still busy. We are in the thick of wedding season. That's okay. I'm okay with that. I'll, I'll just live vicariously through you if you go. Because i got to watch all the videos. I went on a binge uh, bender the other night just watching all the videos from like Furnace Fest and Riot Fest and stuff like that because I wasn't there, but I, I, I still got to see some of the videos, so I kind of got to live it, you know. I mean, I guess it's cool. I, I can sit at the, in the comfort of my own home watching people uh, at festivals so I don't have to be in the dust and the sun and the dirt and all that <laughs> stuff like that, you know, the stuff that you like doing at festivals, whatever. Anyways, thank you. Thank you, Sid slash joseph for being on the show that was fun be sure to catch get their music at uh, iodinerecords.com it's technically iodine recordings but the website is iodine records not confusing just kidding shout out casey thank you um i'm gonna play a song at the end of this little talky talk uh i'm gonna play the first track on their album on uh, her heads on fire's album it's called burn b-u-r-n just some good old-fashioned burn um, if you haven't heard his other band, Garrison, the old band, they used to be on Revelation Records. Pretty bomb. I mean, if you're like me and you're from San Diego, you have you have heard, or if you haven't heard, you should hear, a band called Drive Like Jehu. Check that out. Garrison kind of sounds, has some similarities to that. At least they say they're inspired by them. So check that out. I'm not going to play any Garrison on this show because it's all about her heads on fire at this point and Iodine Records. So, um, But do check out Garrison. They, they have tracks for sale on Bandcamp. And um, it was on Revelation Records. I believe it was release number 103 or something like that on Revelation Records. If you want to hear a little bit more about it, you can listen to the Where It Went podcast. Shout out to you guys. They were actually on that uh, episode talking about that release. So that's kind of cool. So I'm going to play a song called Burn. Before I go, I want to say thanks again. Share the show with a friend. This is the family cast. It's available everywhere. If you're listening on Apple or Spotify, do me a favor. Give me a rating, a review, a five-star review. If you give me something good and funny and awesome and all that, I'll read it on the show. Um, if you want to contact me, just reach out via email at uh, famcastpod at gmail.com. That's famcastpod at gmail.com. Why don't you uh, visit some of my homies? Go to liquiddeath.com, buy some stuff, use code famcast. Go to essexcoffeeroasters.com, get some stuff, merchandise, fresh roasted beans, uh, fresh loose leaf teas and merchandise and all these collabs that he does. That's a uh, use code famcast on that too. What up? Got some discounts for you. Hit me up. I'm an affiliate with a uh, chef with Dano's seasoning. 
I can give you a discount code for that. I uh, got some links in it. It's all links in there. There's links, links, links everywhere. Linkter.ee uh, forward slash family cast for a bunch of links. You can get to the YouTube channel. You can get to uh, all this, all the, all the kinds of fun stuff that I do. I mean, heck, if you still if you still haven't bought a chef knife yet through my discount code at Grumpy Chef Shop, you're missing out. They're very affordable, approachable knives, all kinds of stuff for your kitchen. Um, I can I can give you a money back guarantee on that because I I, I swear they stayed sharp for the whole time. I gave them like a six month uh, trial using them day in and day out, and I swear by the knives. It's a good go-to. I, I brought them home and used, put them in my home collection. Yeah, so there's a, that's just a few of the people I work with. There's all the links. Um, I hope I didn't leave anyone out. If I did, my apologies. <laughs> it's been a long day. Anyways, um, I'm going to get out of here. I got stuff to do. I will talk to you on the next episode. Uh, next guest on the show is going to be Matt Pryor from the Get Up Kids. So stay tuned for that. Should be out. Uh, what's this? So next week, I guess, after this one comes out. So yeah, I'm Shout Josh. It's been real. It's been fun. It's really been fun. All right. I'll talk to you soon. Ciao, ciao.
hey, you know what? You know what? You deserve a bonus. And I'm going to give you a bonus. Amigos y familia, the greatest listeners in the world. That is some kind of exaggeration, I guess, because um, I don't know everyone who listens to this. But I'm assuming you're all you're all great. You're all good. You're all superstars. Um, I'm going to play you a bonus song that I got from, because Casey from Iodine Records um, has a lot of really good artists on the roster. If you don't know much about Iodine Records in general, go to the website. I got links in the show notes. He's, he's been on some other uh, podcasts lately, like The New Scene and uh, I think As the Story Grows, maybe, or another one. I listen to all, a lot of podcasts, and Casey happens to be on a, on a couple of them because he's got some good good stuff. I think Growing Up Punk did, did the uh, episode on Casey and Iodine also. Um, anyways, I'm going to play another song by another band called Hey Thanks. <laughs> yep, they're called Hey Thanks. They're actually from... Um, they're actually from Louisiana, um, and I happen to have one of their tracks for you. It's and it's it's a fun one, and I really like it. And uh, so I'm gonna play it for you. It's called This Small Space. If you get a chance, check out Hey Thanks, and they got an exclamation point. I do a lot of bands with exclamation points. That's that's just something that I like doing, right? Um, and uh, that's about it. That's really gonna be the end of the show. Also, I did want to say special shout out to the homie. Uh, longtime Dogwood guitarist and music collaborator with me, Danny Montoya. Thanks for the background music here. He sends me some some music tracks to mess around with, and I like this one. And it is behind me talking, so it's kind of like another collab happening right now on the Family Cast. Um. Anyways, we're gonna end this entire episode. This whole entire episode is gonna be ending with another Iodine Records artist called Hey Thanks! Exclamation point. Gotta have the exclamation point in there. Otherwise, it's just Hey Thanks. All right. This song is called This Small Space. Like I said, links in the show notes. I'll talk to you soon. For reals this time, everybody. I'm out of here. Let's go. All right. Enjoy the song. Enjoy the song. And enjoy the show. That's I put them together. Enjoy the song. And I'll talk to you later. Ciao, ciao.
Fam, this is Rhythm, and you're listening to The Family Cast. Food and music is life, yes? <laughs> 